0: Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily Number 286. It is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and it's the December 2020 HIPAA Breach Report. This podcast is brought to you by Nwaj Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com That's N-W-A-J Tech Good morning and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be just awesome. Like, we'd really be excited if you would do that. And we would thank you graciously uh, all over social media, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and if you're in a hyper-compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, join the Get HIPAA Compliance group and learn all about HIPAA stuff. Um, we have, the, of course, the December HIPAA Breach Report, so you'll learn some stuff today. don't have a lot of news as opposed to yesterday. Yesterday was there was a ton of news, but today, not so much, and that's a good thing. Um, so let's jump into it. First up on Bleepy Computer, Iobit forms hacked in widespread Dero HE ransomware attack. I've not heard of this one yet so Dero is D-E-R-O and then HE ransomware attack. Iobit is a Windows utility developer primarily developed tools for optimizing and um, securing Windows operating systems. They are known for looks like the, the program they're best known for is Advanced System Care the Dero HE ransomware attackers got into the IOBit forum, started emailing all the forum members that they have, that they are entitled to a free one-year license to their software as a special perk. The um, website redirects to H- HXXPS, I don't know how you do that, colon slash slash forums.iobit.com. I think that's just so that it doesn't actually link to it. So it was the redirecting to forms.iobit.com slash promo dot html. Somehow they managed to be able to get that to download a file called freo-iobit-license-promo.zip and it was, um, it was digitally signed iobit files except for one DLL file which was not digitally signed and that was the ransomware. Um, So those that Were that did download it and install it installed ransomware Um, And Let's see what that's gonna cost you Doesn't say your files have been encrypted. Don't try to change files by yourself. Don't use any third-party software blah 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 Tell iobit.com to send us ten or a hundred thousand Dero coin to this address. So and then it gives you a Dero coin address I don't know what a hundred thousand euro coin works out to be let's see if they have it listed here um does not look like it does so i don't know what that works out to be in in u.s dollars but the forms at iobit were compromised and as a result members received this it starts out with um okay so it, looks like 200 is worth $100 so that would mean 100000 would be $50,000 if that's correct. Um, anyway, so iobit, comp- iobit forms compromised, members received ransomware, received a phishing email to download a free one-year license for iobit software and in actuality it was a ransomware waiting to happen. Microsoft Defender to enable full auto remediation by default. This is also bleeping computers. So Microsoft will enable fully automated threat remediation by default for Microsoft Defender for endpoint customers who have opted into public previews starting next month on February 16th. So you got about a month, I believe that's President's Day or the day after President's Day. This change of the default automation level from semi to full comes after finding that organizations using full automation by default were more more successful in remediating and containing threats. Now, you know, so we don't use Windows Defender uh, by default. We use different software, and I will tell you, usually automating it makes it easier. At least if it quarantines it, you could always go back in and check it later. I don't know if that's how Windows Defender really works um I don't find it as feature rich as the software we're using but um, I know with our software it will quarantine anything and then we have to go in and release it if it's if it's legitimate file openwrt form user data stolen and weekend data breach some more forms being compromised the openwrt form a large community of enthusiasts of alternative open source operating systems for routers announced a data breach and I I do know people that are using this. They do not use it, um, but I do know people that are using it. Forum administrators posted an announcement in a high visibility area explaining what happened and the risk to users stemming from exposing their data. Um, Good password, not enough. The attack occurred on Saturday around 4 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time and there's when these things happen usually when an unauthorized third party gained admin access to and copied a list with details about form users and related statistical information uh, I don't know what that means for you likely phishing emails if you are on the w- open WRT form um, change your passwords and expect phishing emails for sure hopefully you don't have any other information on there FBI warns of phishing attacks stealing corporate accounts FBI has issued a notification warning of ongoing phishing attacks attempting to steal corporate accounts and credentials for network access and privilege escalation from U.S. and international based employees. Vishing, which is the voice version of phishing, is a social engineering attack where attackers impersonate a trusted entity during a voice call to persuade their targets into revealing sensitive information such as banking or logon credentials. According to the TLP White, private industry notifications, short for PIN, or lo- PIN is short for private industry notification shared on Friday. The threat actors are using voice over internet protocol platforms to target employees of companies worldwide ignoring their corporate level. During COVID-19 shelter in place and social distancing orders, many companies had to quickly adapt to changing environments and technology. The PIN reads, with these restrictions, network access and privilege escalation may not be fully monitored. So these are concerns we've talked about before um There are also phishing sites being used to collect VPN credentials, and this is the second warning in a year for phishing campaigns. Uh, I do talk about phishing when we do our webinars on phishing. Phishing is a threat, and I don't think it's as big a threat as smishing yet, which is text message form of phishing. Phishing still remains the majority of all phishing attacks. Um, but then vishing and smishing are both growing um here's some some tips you've probably heard these before but we'll go over them again implement multi-factor authentication when new employees are hired network access should be granted on least privilege scale actively and it should be across the board by the way actively scanning and monitoring for unauthorized access or modifications can help detect a possible compromise so you should be monitoring your log files monitoring for any changes and so forth Network segmentation and administrators should be issued two accounts. One account with admin privileges to make system changes and the other account used for email, deploying updates and generating reports. Um, We got some statistics about this is on CRN. This is in India, CRN.India, but over 22 billion records exposed in data breaches in 2020 and this is worldwide amid 730 publicly disclosed data breaches in 2020 a new report revealed on friday so it's probably higher than that but 35 percent of the breaches were linked to ransomware attacks so more than a third of all data breaches are related to ransomware attacks resulting in tremendous financial costs while 14 percent of the breaches were a result of email compromise even email compromises so that would be phishing according to an analysis of breach data by cyber exposure company tenables security response team Uh, Tenable, I believe, is the company that makes Nessus. This is from January through October, so it's not even a complete year. One of the overarching themes of the threat landscape in 2020 was that threat actors relied on unpatched vulnerabilities, and that that does account for a big chunk of the ransomware attacks, as we learned on yesterday's podcast, um, that there were 18,358 vulnerabilities disclosed in 2020 alone, and... That means if you're not patching for those, now I'm not suggesting that you have 18,358 vulnerabilities on your network because it all depends on what you're using. But as an example, the Pulse VPN and Cisco uh, VPN software, both of those had vulnerabilities going back to 2019 that a large percentage of organizations that use those services still have not patched um web browsers like google chrome firefox internet explorer and microsoft edge are the primary target for zero-day vulnerabilities accounting for over 35 percent of all zero-day vulnerabilities exploited in the wild so your browser vulnerabilities which are so easy to update so it just it just amazes me that they're not getting updated um matter of fact if it's set up that way firefox and chrome should update the moment you open it let's get on top of patching and on top of um ensuring that your, your your network is protected. Let's take care of the phishing and let's mitigate all these risks. And finally, the December 2020 healthcare data breach report. 2020 ended with healthcare data breaches being reported at a rate of two per day, which is twice the rate of breaches in January of 2020. We kind of expected this. Healthcare data breaches increased 31.9% month over month and we're also 31.9% more than 2020 monthly average. So December number of data breaches and this is of 500 or more records. um, 62 in December just slightly lower than October at 63. And the only other month that was higher was September with 95. That's when we got all of the blackboard information. So December was not a good month. We had a total of 643 for the year of uh, data breaches over 500 records, um, so not a good year either. Uh, also, healthcare records compromised, second worst month again, 4,241,603. The only month beating that out in 2020 was September at 9,710,520, and that's only because again of Blackbaud. And here's a list of the largest data breaches. You have MedNAC services, phishing attack 1.3 million. That was a business associate. Dental Care Alliance, also a business associate, 1 million. Unspecified hacking incident. Aetna Ace of Connecticut, health plan, almost 500,000. Phishing attack on a business associate. Allegheny Health Network, health care provider, 300,000. That was a ransom, that was Blackbaud. Amita Health, Illinois, healthcare provider, 261,000, also Blackbaud. Community Eye Care, LLC, in North Carolina, 150,000 roughly. Email account breach, so phishing. GenRx Pharmacy, healthcare provider, 137,000, ransomware attack. Wilmington Surgical Associates, PA, healthcare provider, ransomware attack. Agency for Community Treatment Services, Inc., healthcare provider, ransomware attack. That was 73,000 almost 74,000 Sonoma Valley healthcare district healthcare provider 69,000 ransomware tax? So, not a whole lot of phishing in the top 10. Um, we've had a few business associates that so the top three are business associates. I'm going to say it now business associates out there, the OCR is going to start looking at you. So, you there was already one penalty last year for a business associate It was the first time. This is going to this, they're going to start looking at business associates. Um, causes of December twenty twenty healthcare data breaches: one improper disposal, two lost, th- five theft. So the lost and theft wouldn't be wouldn't have to be reported if your stuff was encrypted. Just saying, just putting that out there for you. Unauthorized access or disclosure twenty one, hacking or IT incident thirty three. The location of breach data. One was a laptop, two desktop computers, three other portable electronic devices. There was one, I don't know if it was January, I'm not sure if it was December or not, but it was, um, there was a few USB devices stolen or reported missing. Three other, three electronic medical records, 15 paper films, 18 email, and and 20 network servers. So email, not down, but what's up is network servers being compromised now, so... This is, um, we're seeing new trends here. and Again, some of that is blackboard. December 2020, healthcare data breaches by covered entities, six were business associates, 17 were health plans, which seems to be continually climbing as well, and 39 healthcare providers. Now when those health plans get hit, they seem to get the biggest, stiffest penalties. So I don't know um, if there's something to that, why that would happen for whatever reason, they get higher penalties, but they do seem to continue to get the big penalties. And we talked about Excellus yesterday with a penalty of over $5 million, and that, that was a, a settlement. Um, so that is the December roundup. So the year is done, significant amount of breaches. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the records from previous years to see if, you know, where this ranks among previous years. But it continues to be a growing trend. Ransomware is going to continue to be the scourge for healthcare this year. As I said yesterday, it accounts for almost 50% of all healthcare data breaches now. Um, it, you you've got to do your best to improve your cybersecurity posture in your healthcare practice. Uh, it's no longer optional. It's no longer you know let's take chances with our patient records. It's just not. That's going to do it for this edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.